We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we create today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Hi, I'm Lucy, wedding photographer. And hi, I'm Eddie, wedding videographer. And this is Unveiled, your little black book of weddings. Let's get you guys hitched. Hey, Luce. Good evening. Back with another episode. This is take three of this episode because we stuffed up the first couple. Yeah, look, transparency doesn't always, we don't always get it right the first time, especially when we're discussing topics that, you know, require us to give our opinions. Yes. Yes. This is a constant battle, especially for Eddie, because he doesn't want to come across as being too strongly opinionated. Well, on, in the world of weddings, there, there's so there's many a lot different of things you can yes. you can do. So, yes. and we cater for all different shapes and sizes. So, yeah, but that's the whole point of this podcast, right? Is to be able to shed a little light from an industry perspective mm. and from what we've seen in the past. So, you have to have an opinion, doll. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well. Anyway, today's episode. Oh, and we also just wanted to note, I mentioned to Eddie that I thought it might be a good idea to note to our listeners, it might seem pretty obvious, but in terms of daylight savings having just finished, it's worth noting that when you are looking to pop your date down for your wedding, do note when daylight saving starts and finishes because it obviously does impact um, the run of the day quite immensely yes so definitely worth just making sure that when you're inquiring around those dates you're leaving enough time post ceremony to yeah and look your photographer your coordinator all of those people should be very well on top of it but just to note in your head when those start and finish because we have had a couple of couples recently Recently, that have run into a few issues quite late in the piece and unfortunately too late in the piece to make changes. So not from our perspective, but from a venue perspective. Yeah, and they've already gone out to guests with, you know, with invitations, printed invitations. Yes. So just thought we'd note that at the start of this episode. But today's episode, we're actually talking about recovery parties. So I put a little note out on our social media last week in regards to people popping through suggestions for episode topics. And this was one that caught my eye. I thought it would be cool to do a little powwow on wedding recovery. Yeah, I love a good recovery party. Well, before we start, what's what's the best recovery party you've seen? So funny. I was actually going to ask you that. Oh, my exact- God. <laughs> Um, I can't go past that one at, um, <laughs> when we were up at Hayman Island. Like that was a wedding yeah, for the days. Like they, th- this amazing. couple was booked the whole of Hayman Island for yeah. like three or four days. So, and they yeah. had this three-day extravaganza. But yeah. the, the, not the, one to um, set as your ballpark. Yeah, no, no. This was, there was no expense spared here, but they had a <laughs> the recovery party was a dress up. Was it like a under yeah. the sea or yep. pirate themed yep. dress they themed up? It. Pool party, yeah. aperols everywhere, cool. everyone yep. getting lit up, including yep. Lisa and I. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't say that. <laughs> we weren't. But a we bit. we had a we had a fun day with them all. Yes. Uh, look from a 
from a shooting I don't we don't usually shoot recovery parties it's very rare that we're there as photographers or videographers but from a friend's or wedding I've been to point of view it would I loved our friends that got married in Bally Point Fliss and Ben they we ended up booking two houses accidentally mm, next, next to, each, to other. each other. So as guests, we'd actually booked a house, but the um, one of the bridal party houses was right next door, and they just backed onto these big like areas of grass out the back that looked out onto the ocean, and it was unreal. And yes. by default, the recovery ended up just being there, and it was the best afternoon ever. It was very relaxing, wasn't it? Like it was very, very informal. Yeah. Everyone just in forties and yeah, which yeah. is the perfect example of, and we'll get into it in a bit. But it's a perfect example of the fact that a recovery doesn't actually have to be a formal no thing that you organize it can be kind of an impromptu thing if you decide mm. um it can be as low-key or as wild as you want it to be yeah. so let's well, those, get in those two examples are probably yes great one end of each spectrum yes so <laughs> yeah. and this was what lucy and i were struggling with because it's hard to give a definitive like yes or no yeah. opinion for a recovery party yeah uh, there's just a plethora of options. That's right. Yes, exactly. But I do mention in this episode, you know, that it, the pressure needs to come off you guys when it comes to your recovery party. Mm. You spend so much time organizing your wedding. So I hope that many couples take the pressure off for their recovery and they can just actually go into whatever the next day brings as something that's relaxing and enjoyable. So let's get into it. All right. So I thought we'd start off with a few pointers as to why you should have a recovery party. I mean, we're very pro yeah. recovery parties. You want me to kick it off? Yes, well, please. We've, we've discussed this on the podcast numerous times that the weddings go extremely quickly and the likelihood of you getting around and chatting to all your guests is very slim. Mm. So for that fact alone is, you know, a good enough reason to have a recovery party. Yeah. Having been a bride and groom, I feel like it really reiterated how much you are running around on your wedding day. You are honestly, you feel like you're going to reach everyone, but you really don't. I mean, I didn't feel like I did. You don't really have like the, the, the time that you get to chat with your mates that are outside of your bridal party mm. is pretty much between ceremony and reception. Yeah. And even then half the time you know you're doing photos yeah so it's making sure you're checking in with your really close people yeah so it's a small window so yeah yeah Yeah. so yes it's a great way to catch up with guests that you didn't get a chance to on your wedding day it's also a really beautiful time to reminisce on Mm. everything that the wedding day was it wouldn't be the same if the wedding just ended no No. it's really nice to just have something to flow into yeah so even for those who are having a wedding next door you know a very very local wedding don't hesitate to still kind of lock something or pencil something in for the next day because 
it is really nice waking up knowing that, hey, I get to see all my favorite people again and we get to chat through all the fun things that happened Mm. the night before. And finally, like I said before, it can be crafted into whatever you feel resembles you two. So it can be super, super low key thinking barbecue in the backyard or down at the park or at your beat, your favorite beach, or you can go the whole shebang and organize something like a DJ and have it at a venue or, you know, yeah, it can literally be anything you want it to be. So does the entire wedding have to be invited to the recovery yet? Look, this is something that we, we agreed on this, didn't we? We did yeah, agree we on did. this. I, 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 we said that, yes, I think it's a good idea to extend the inv- invitation out to your whole wedding guest list because at, a, at the wedding, the MC and other guests are probably more than likely going to discuss the recovery and mm. you just want to at least just extend the invitation out. Like is it – we'll get to this later in the episode, but the recovery parties and the, the pre's – uh, pre-wedding shindig if you have one and they're not compulsory you know you no. don't have to make it compulsory so it's literally like guys this is what we've got planned if you would like to join us then that would be awesome uh but i think for that reason you can extend it out to your whole guest list because the chances of them all rocking up is yeah, it's not going to happen anyway yeah i think we for ours we only had about I don't know. We probably had 30%. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. To the, something like that. And Luce mentioned a good point that some of the reasons why you might not extend it out to or you might be, everyone. You might be hesitant. Yeah. Because to. of the the numbers at a certain venue that you're allowed, like the capacity at, at a certain venue. So that, that's something you can have a think about. But generally, I think if, if you can... Yeah, and we would look, we we thought about having our recovery at our venue, which is Seacliff House in Gerringong, and we knew that we weren't able to do that because they only allowed for X yeah, headcount, so people. it just wasn't an option for us. And you also had to, we'll get to this again, but we forgot that if we had it at a venue... We'd have to clean everything up. Mm, so no one wants I, to do that. I did that. not want to do that. No, it's and like a just, hang on, hangover on top of a hangover. We just forked out. Well, you know, everyone forks out so much for the wedding. Yeah. You want to keep, you know, really yeah. reining in. Yeah. For, no <laughs> thanks on the cleaning fees. Outside of, outside <laughs> of the wedding. Absolutely. All right. Another question. Should kids be allowed to come to the recovery? One, two, three. Yes. yes. <laughs> To summarize this one, as a generalization, around the age of having your wedding, you're going to probably find that a lot of your friends or even you potentially could be having kids around that similar time. So chances are there's going to be a lot of young kids in tow if you're having away weddings with babysitters, in-laws, etc., so there for the weekend, babysat for the night of the wedding and probably not going to be babysat for the next day. So the recovery is a really nice opportunity to bring your kids and get them involved and, you know, for them to be a part of the weekend as yeah, well. It's absolutely. actually really special and really beautiful if that is the 
the circumstance. But also, you know, there are going to be parents that leave their kids at home. But I think the extension of the invite is it should just be an all-inclusive. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So a few examples of where you might look at holding your recovery party. Should we go one for one here? Yeah. So you, okay, first one, the beach, you reckon. Lucy's Lucy's written this list. Yeah, I wrote the beach. Oh, okay. (laughs) So if any of them are shit, it's on Lucy. (laughs) I do like this one. Yeah, yeah. Just just nice and casual thing. Yeah, if it's a... Yeah, well, if it's a hot summer's day. If the weather permits the beach, absolutely. I think so. The pub or the bolo. I love this one. Yeah. Purely because you can just say, hey, guys, we're going to be having our recovery from, you know, say midday, Yep. Tomorrow down at the down at the pub, if you want to come, so so be it. It would be awesome to celebrate with everyone, and that way, you have got no responsibilities. Absolutely. All you have to do is turn up, have a chicken parmigiana. I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. Eddie's absolute kryptonite when he's had a few drinks the day before is chicken parmesan yeah but what i'm saying is it's really just you've just organized the whole wedding for probably for the last it's taken up so much of your life for the last 12 months (laughs) but you you just don't want to have to you don't want to have to be organizing anything else yeah like i I mean some people are different but and yeah that way you don't yeah you haven't got any overheads yeah super simple but also not to mention at pubs and bolos the Alcohol is usually pretty basic and not too expensive, which is so nice, especially on a hangover. I should probably stop referring to the hangover. But also the food caters to all and also the bolo, you have an activity if you want it, Mm. which is also a super fun thing to play the next day. Yeah, yeah. The next one is the local park, which is also really nice relatives backyard your backyard your airbnb that you might be staying in a preference that you must check with your host (laughs) because many airbnbs will absolutely not allow this and like we referred to before your venue could be an option but you also need to make sure you check in with them to see if they allow it and the headcount is Mm. a big one so with that said here's a few things that i think I would recommend or we would recommend couples consider when they're planning their recovery day. Number one, and this was actually a question that we got from one of our listeners in terms of food and drink for their recovery party. And the question was, is it up to the couple to provide food and drink at their recovery party? Say if it's at somewhere that isn't licensed. So... Full transparency, it's really so dependent on each couple's circumstances circumstances. and it's really hard for us to be able to advise either way. I don't think there is – there's no couple should feel compelled to have to do anything. I think it's whatever suits your circumstance best and what you feel is comfortable So just keep in mind, I think, with this planning of your recovery in that circumstance that you've just put on one of the biggest days for all of the people that you love and they're going to appreciate that with every inch. So the following day needs to just be done simply, I feel. Yeah, well well said. 
So I think that's the best way that we can answer that question. Number two, consider the season you're in when making decision on where you're going to hold your recovery party. Absolutely. So not down the beach in winter. Matter of fact, (laughs) yeah, not down the beach in winter. Shade if you're in the heat of summer. Number three. And and another good thing I was just going to touch on Mm. why it's good to have a recovery, which is just so low key. We've both been to weddings before and the next day was just like pissing down with rain. Mm. So because it's such a low key event, the couple can just make the call just to be like, look, we're just going to scrap the recovery. That's (laughs) that's a a good point. Like if you're going over and above to plan this crazy recovery, you're running into that as well. It's just... Yeah, you just just, don't need the extra stress. No, it's just another reason to just keep it as super simple and low-key as possible yeah good call number three formalities are absolutely not required at hell no recoveries just listen to way too many speeches the day before (laughs) (laughs) yeah do not need any more yeah exactly yeah no you've nutted out the formalities at your wedding day you do not need to make anything formal about your recovery Four, good music creates a really good vibe. Yeah. So whether that be over the speakers of the bolo while you're playing on the green or you've got a DJ or it's just a simple iPod, yeah. either way, go tunes, the, the always, they're always a good good vibe. Number five, it might be bigger than the wedding, so do not rule that out and go into it with an open mind. I actually thought our wedding recovery was going to be massive, but it ended up being the complete opposite. And yeah. I was so grateful that it was in mm. the end. We started ours at the Bolo, had a chicken parmigiana and went back to the venue with maybe 10 of our closest friends and sat around a campfire and drunk red wine, ate leftover cake, yeah. ate pizzas and went to bed at maybe nine yeah it was nice it was amazing watch the sunset it was amazing so yeah again guys whatever it looks like it's going to be amazing number six don't expect everyone to turn up which we touched on before it's not something that is compulsory Mm -hmm. you are going to have people with absolutely gnarly hangovers from the day before who just can't comprehend a conversation and also other other commitments you know the young families yeah um, don't have babysitters got to get back home if you're at a destination wedding also just don't want to go which is completely fair enough sometimes you wake up hung and you're just like no i do not want to to talk to anyone (laughs) (laughs) um yep so again just expectations low and Number seven, don't break the bank with it. Yeah, I feel like this should needs to be like the the best part head, about headline. a reco- yeah <laughs> the best part about the recovery is that the pressure is finally off. Yeah, it's just a, it's a nice day for you guys to chill out. Yep. catch up with some friends, reminisce on the day before. Yeah, and yeah. Just be so stoked that you finally married the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah, that's the crux of it. Hopefully that has given you guys some clarity on the next day and your recovery parties. And I think, yeah, the, to summarize, I would say the main thing is just to keep it simple. You've planned an extravaganza for, for, for the day before. 
And I think if you can keep that in the forefront of your mind when it comes to planning your next day, have minimal plans, have a plan because recovery parties are so much fun and it just keeps the celebrations rolling. So we are definitely pro recovery, but the main thing is, is that you're not adding the stress to your plate because it's not meant to be a stressful thing. It's meant to be just an extension of the amazingness that you're already putting on. Beautiful. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.